Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Sadie and Shane present the super happy True Detective Fun Time Hour, brought to you by We're the Baltic learn Effect. The name of this show eventually. Yeah, you can also just say welcome to the Baltic Effect podcast, brought to you by Baltic Effect. But our true yeah. de- <laughs> see, I screwed it up. True Detective podcast, <laughs> brought to you by Baltic Effect. But my name is Sadie, and that guy's name is Shane. Yep. And um, so I hope <clears throat> that y'all will notice that our quality is finally better. We finally figured out how to record on Skype and not on our phones and. I, for one, am super excited about sounding better. And I'm sorry for everything before this. But thanks, to everyone, for keeping on listening. And we hope that you'll join us, you know, next year if this happens again. If this happens again. Of course this is going to happen. Yes. And um, we are talking about um, uh, episode six called Church in Ruins. And, Shane, we don't have any leftover emails from last week, right? Anything that no, came that in late? All right. Um, Excellent. Let's start with it. You said it's called Church in Ruins. Why? I didn't get that. Let's see. Church in Ruins. Hmm. Nope. No idea. Okay. Clueless, and I haven't listened to any podcasts or read anything about this episode. I just... You are curiously uninformed this week. I know, but I watched the whole episode, like, just now, so I feel very enthusiastic about it, and I really liked it. And, um, yeah, and I had to tell Milo, so, hey, I'm going to watch this show. I need you to knock if you're going to come out of your room. And give me a second to perhaps pause and maybe turn the TV off. Like, don't come out of the room. <laughs> well, in that last ten minutes or so, probably, uh, that was necessary. I literally paused it at ten minutes and told Chris, go tell him, for reals now, for sure, do not come out of the room unless you knock first. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what Milo's impression in his head is of what adult TV is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All swears and sex and inappropriate and violence. And, <laughs> I mean, hopefully he thinks mostly it's violence, but I don't know. That was a weird, weird scene. But let's get to that later. Yes, um, so let's see. Uh, I noticed. Um, start with the standoff. But first, I want to talk about the, credit, the credits a little bit. Um, okay. uh, I could not kill the way you killed. And then something about bowl of lies. I liked that. That, that yeah. The bowl of lies. And then I feel like there's a shot that wasn't in it before. The person looking through the, like, surveyor's glass. Has that always been there? Yeah. 
no, they have changed. Uh, I saw that the uh, visuals have changed as well. There's that, and I think there's a picture of the uh, the hard drive at one point. Oh. So the stuff that has happened in the episodes has started showing up in the credits. I love that. I'm really liking that. Yes, and that is if, pretty cool. For the first few episodes, I was just skipping past the credits. I'm like, yeah, I've seen these. And I'm like, no, wait, whoa, wait, what? Stuff is weird? And that's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking that. So, yes, and then um, Bucket List, an actual Mexican standoff with actual Mexicans. I love that. That was a great line. Oh, but before that, though, before yeah, that. I was talking about, uh, when I said standoff, I meant yeah. sit-off. I was yeah. talking about <laughs> The staring contest. Yes. Yes. When like you pounded on my door to have a staring contest. That was, <laughs> I loved that scene. What did you think of that scene? Uh, I thought it was really cool. I thought that, uh, like usual, Frank is a little wordy and, you know, takes a while to get to the point. So that was a little frustrating. But overall, it was a well-done scene. Um, a, a problem I have with Frank, um, and it's it's a thing that I've heard before, it's not just Frank, but the phrase, how's that, when you mean, what? Yeah. Is a weird thing, because, like, how's that means, that sounds like an explanatory thing, like, you would explain it, like, how's how's that, like, well, what I'm saying is this, this, instead of just, what? But, yeah, so, that kind yeah, of threw me. Yeah, phrases that I feel like I've seen in movies more than I've seen anybody I actually use in real life. Exactly, exactly. It's kind of like pardon instead of sorry yeah. or yeah, yeah, pardon. My 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 workmate says pardon sometimes and I feel like when she says it it sounds sort of snarky. So mm. <laughs> um well, I hope but, your workmate doesn't listen. Oh, she doesn't. Okay, good. Um yeah. So, uh some lines I liked from that and like the entire situation what I liked of it. It's like like you knew what I'd do. Like I know what I'd do. But I didn't know you, because yeah. I gave you a name. Like, you gave me this name, it's like, no, 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 I gave you a name. That's all I did. I gave you a name. I didn't even say anything. And then what Ray said later, he didn't even ask him anything, which is pretty crazy. Also, you might want to say something. <laughs> well, what I thought was interesting was Ray talking to him, and when he realized that Frank had given him the wrong guy or whatever, or didn't know what he was doing, he said, this isn't new. You've never been in control. So all this, the last season of Frank seemingly losing control of his business, Ray saying, you've never been in control in the first place. Oh, yeah, because people are giving him false information also. Yeah. And just, yeah, that's true. Good point. I almost thought that my prediction was going to come true tonight also. And when they that were one out. Of them would die? Th- well, that Frank specifically would die at the hand of, of some people he'd fucked over. Like when oh, they yeah. when they were out in that thing and they'd killed Irina. Totally. Now you do have. I'm looking at the uh, official predictions list, and you mm-hmm. do have uh, a clarification on that when you say by episode seven. So that's like next week. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. And I did make the prediction that Ray's son is Ray's son, right? Not officially. Oh, I okay. Can write that down for you. you no, know, that's. I I feel like that's an official prediction. I feel like all of this back and forthing between them is going to lead up to the fact that that is Ray's son, especially yeah, in this episode having talking to the guy. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "You don't look like him. Like my eyes look just like your eyes." Like, oh, <laughs> hey, good point. Yeah. Genetics is weird. Genetics is weird. I mean, my sister has straight, straight dark brown hair. My brother-in-law has curly, almost black hair. Both of their kids, the one has bright, crazy ginger curly hair, thick as crazy, and the other one is like a strawberry blonde curly curly hair. Thick so, as crazy. Thick as crazy. W- William's hair is 
Thick ass crazy. It came out that way too. I was like, what is that? Oh my God. Oh, that's hair. Because <laughs> Milo came out with no hair and didn't have any for three years. I'm like, I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> hair coming out. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so official prediction that Ray is um, a race kid is and his. I've got that marked down for you now. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so Frank offers him an out. If you want out now, you're free. And like, but I didn't set you up. And I like that. And finally, he's just like, you know, yeah, you've probably paid your dues. And I guess I did totally fuck up. So I wrote this down. He says, I didn't set you up and I ain't your suicide ticket. Yeah, exactly. And did you notice they were having a total Han Solo Greedo standoff at the beginning, too? Yeah, absolutely. That was so awesome. <laughs> I was like, who's going to shoot first? <laughs> And uh, I didn't notice till the second time that I watched it that Jordan was in the other room the whole time with a gun just in case. Oh, was she like sitting outside the room listening? Uh, when uh, when Ray leaves, Frank gets up and uh, she comes in the room and she's holding a gun. So I was oh. Like, oh, she was just sitting in the next room over ready to start something. I missed that she had a gun and I watched that, that part twice. I watched like the first 20 minutes twice in the last half. Um, well, sorry. I missed it the first time I watched it. I huh. had to rewatch it today too. Well, there you go. Um, so, Irina Rufo. The whole point behind the whole Irina Rufo thing is is that she had something of Casper's, and she might mm-hmm. know where the hard drive is, or might know something about the Casper. What's yeah, she had Casper stuff. Uh, she uh-huh. had pawned some of his stuff, that watch or whatever. Uh-huh. So they've got a connection with her and him. So she's the only person that they know that they could talk to. Well, her or her pimp that might know something about Casper uh, and what happened to the money. Okay. And her pimp got blowed up, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Blake's running girls. And what did he say? What did Frank say in response to that? I don't remember. It wasn't, it wasn't like, that's not totally surprising, but it was, it was some kind of Frank word. Just some, something Frank well, would say. Frank's been suspicious of Blake for two episodes now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blake's a scumbag. Oh, popping into something else because I want to ask a question about it. Who was the girl or the guy that Annie saw at the party that made her whip her head around and run away? Was that like her police chief? Uh, or who wait, was that? at the party? Yeah, when she's at the party towards the end, she looked into a room, saw someone that obviously she knew and needed to not be recognized and flipped her I head around real fast. Not- noticed that oh shit uh, right before that wow. guy grabs her and was like hi, I'm, hi little miss i don't really like you but i yeah. guess i thought you know what that scene when that came on I, I think it was uh okay this party's happening she's wandering through the, i wasn't paying too much attention to exactly what all was happening and oh, okay i should have yeah I feel she, bad. i've let you down listeners <laughs> um, yeah she very definitely saw someone she knew and i think it was the guy who was in the room later so who was in the room later making the deal at the desk that was was it the um, the Russian guy from the beginning? Well, I know Osip was there. Osip, yes, the, uh, Osip. Thank he you, was God. At the party because he was uh, one of the ones checking out the girls when they showed up on the bus, I think. Okay, and who was he talking to at the desk where they were making some kind of deal and signing papers? I am not sure. Mm. Mm. Is it just me though? Hey, is it just me, or has this whole season been really convoluted and hard to follow the plot of? Oh, very much. I, I yeah. found last season that way. I'm actually following this season a little better now. Well, last season had the time differences, which didn't help, but it was kind of straightforward. They went after uh, they went after one guy for a while, then they thought they solved it, and then they uh, realized 
10 years later or whatever that they had, they had not solved it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was pretty straightforward. It was just about the weirdness, like uh, the cult stuff and McConaughey being weird. So this season, I don't know, again with the extra characters, but I feel like they also had to put in extra plot, and I feel like it's just we're two episodes away from the finale now, and I don't know a lot, and I don't have a lot of ideas about any of this, you know? This is funny because, like, two weeks ago, I was starting to get sort of disappointed. I know it was last week. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago was four, right? So, yeah, four was when they had the big shootout, and I liked the big yeah. shootout. And four was the episode in the first season when they had the big shootout, which was great. And then was six the season, the episode where they actually caught the big bads and then they had the last two to wrap up the future shit and realize they'd caught the wrong one. Do you remember? I think that's, that sounds right. Yeah. It seems I, like I around, yeah, either five or six is where they caught that one guy and then turned out they'd actually caught the wrong guy and spent the next couple of episodes trying to find the right guy. So I feel like this is, this episode is that episode and the last two is going to be them realizing something really big just happened. And when they left, when Paul said, that these uh, contracts have lots of signatures all over them. Like something major just happened there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still, uh, you know, I, I still feel like it's been a good season. It's just it has been a little hard for me to follow everything mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. I'm and like, I'm sitting here taking notes too. I'm liking it better now. I was I was feeling that way last week. I was feeling kind of, eh, really? And I heard someone say today that um, uh, between – everyone's hatred of the new movie Pixels and everyone's hatred of season two of De- True Detective that the internet's going to explode soon. Oh, well, yeah. good to know. Yeah, and then I watched this episode and I'm like, really? Because I really liked this episode. I'm actually starting to feel a cohesive something happening. But I could be oh. crazy. So, anyway. Oh, you okay? Stop for a second. Somehow we've got to where that you're coming out of my TV speakers instead of over my <laughs> Hmm. Uh, let's see. There you are. Okay, are we back to normal? You're back to normal, yep. Hello? Am I back to normal? Okay, sorry about that. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I don't know Excellent. why that happened. Me either. Crazy. Because of um, cause reasons or poltergeists? I don't know. Yeah. I don't or, believe in reasons. Or because of the crazy. You don't believe in reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I have this, my, my workmate has this argument with um, this, uh, some kind of billing company every month and I hear her having this conversation and then she's like okay so like can anyone tell me why this hasn't happened yet or whatever so I put a post-it in her folder while she was having this phone call that said because dot 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 reasons and so (laughs) then she gets off the phone and she's like okay and I have to okay so I'll call you back in 30 days and gets off the phone and I'm like keep that post-it in there so when you open it up next month and you have to make this damn phone call again you will see because reasons and it just happened the other day <laughs> she like opened up the folder and she's like oh shit i just found your because reasons post it i'm like oh damn i'm so sorry <laughs> you have to make that phone call again and yep same phone call how come this uh, hasn't been paid uh we build it to this people why haven't you paid it yet i don't know well can i talk to someone else because i talked to them last month no no we have the information then why can't you do this uh, because reasons Yep. That's yeah. It's either because reasons or because of the crazy. That's what Trent always says. So okay. So I broke this down into little pieces again. So um, let's talk about okay. Ray. Um, okay. And then I wrote. Um, let's see. What did I write? Oh, who's this? Oh, because who was he talking to in the jail? The guy that he thought he killed oh, eleven years yeah. ago. 
So I like yes. that guy gradually getting afraid uh, at <laughs> the end, insisting, "No, I'm not that guy. I'm somebody else. You have the wrong guy." No idea what you're talking about, man. Nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. Lawyer, 2004. Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. And cheese grater. He's going to take a cheese grater to every uh, part of his body. Any I problem? have that marked down uh, in a question form. Okay, what <laughs> is the worst Ravo Coro threat? I'm going to rape your father with your mother's headless corpse. <laughs> Or I'm going to remove every inch of skin off your body with a cheese grater, starting hmm. with your prick. Huh. Wow. That is a conundrum right there. I guess in the second situation, at least your mom doesn't have to die. I don't know. Your mom doesn't have to be involved, and maybe you're not watching. Yeah, maybe that's just <laughs> you thinks. I think that whole raping your dad with your mom's headless corpse thing implies he's there. Also, oh, I yeah, think, yeah. yeah. I'm going with that. I'm going with that being the worst. Because, <laughs> yeah. I think the cheese grater guy, at least he deserves it. Like, the kid who, who cut up his son's <laughs> shoes maybe doesn't deserve to have both his mom and dad be killed. Well, you know. I mean, shoes are expensive. you got to nip it in the bud. Shoes are, shoes are expensive, but you do. Yeah. You do. It's true. Um, and then son with the model planes, and he wants to watch Friends, which I thought was adorable. Like you, that show from the nineties. Uh, okay, let's watch Friends. Well, Fri- yeah, Friends is what, awesome. I, I noted about that the dialogue there where Ray is saying, "Wait, Friends? That show from twenty years ago? I had a girlfriend who used to watch that." With the implication being that this was some sort of like odd cultural artifact and not you know the number one sitcom of the last twenty years of like all time. Yeah, yeah, and not Friends. Like, I used to know about that show. I know, yeah, it's not like, yeah, I can't even come up with a show that might be in that in that range of just off kilter. Like maybe, um, I think. what's what's that, that space show that everyone loves that there's only 13 of? Oh, Firefly. Firefly, yeah, Firefly. Not like Firefly. This is, this is Friends. Yeah, Friends is very mainstream. Very, you know, everybody knows that. And also, awesome. I love that show. I, and what, also, the kid makes sure to point out that it's always on TV – which is convenient, but does Ray not have the eight ninety nine a month to get Netflix? Yeah, because it's actually not always on TV. It's always on Netflix, sure. It's yeah. not not always on TV. I mean, Maybe unless you HBO have like doesn't want them advertising for another. <laughs> if you have if you have super cable or something. <laughs> but um, I kind of think also that I might be alone in this. I th- I think his kids kind of kind of kind of lame a little bit. He's just kind of like oh, a. I think that we established that. He's just kind of like. Yeah, he's a very miserable seeming kid. He really is. And I'm sorry, but I can tell why he gets beat up, and I can tell why he's lonely. Oh, yeah, it is kind of sad though. Sad. So then I wrote down uh, home because I didn't realize that they were actually at Ray's house, and so yeah. he sends his kid home early. Mm-hmm. loses his goddamn mind and decides to do all of the blow in the world and and drink. What do you think was the thing that broke him? Was it when he – I think it was – the last thing they show him telling Chad was, hey, nothing's going to change between us. I'm always your dad and I always love you. And then Chad's like, okay, and eat some pizza. Do you think he was just like, well, fuck it. The kid's never going to come around? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. But I because do know – he's been doing so good over the last few episodes. But I do know – that what I loved more than anything, and like Chris hasn't been watching this show, but I paused it and went outside to tell him. I was like, dude, this guy just made like the ultimate awesome sacrifice that I super totally respect, which is calling his wife and saying, I don't care what happens. I will give up all the custody. I will never see him again. Just please never, ever tell him 
that he's like a child of your rape. Please don't ever tell him that. That's like the especially uh, since he probably isn't at this point. I think I think okay. I'm I'm as as I'm saying these words, I'm realizing that that kid is miserable if fuck enough. I think that's what it yeah. was that he said okay and ate the pizza, and he's like, this kid doesn't have a lot going for him, and this kid is sad enough without ever ever having to know that. That's oh absolutely. That's I agree. that's what happened. That's what happened right there. And I'm I'm I really like that. And that I think that's what brought me around to this show all of a sudden. I loved that moment. I thought it was amazing. It was a good moment. So it was. It was a good moment. Yeah. Uh, and I liked how irritated he was with the observer that had to be in the house with him. Yeah. Please don't engage me. Well, she had already told him once. Yeah. Well, she can fuck off. Oh. Yeah. Not if he wants custody. Yeah, which I know. Now he doesn't. Which now he doesn't. I know, but. I'm hoping, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, this would be the ultimate twist. She does the paternity test, and he is her, his dad. So she has to fucking deal with this. You I'm know? picturing the last episode of this season is just an episode of Maury, where you know they do the paternity <laughs> test. You Rainbow are Moro, the father. You are the father. Yay! I God, I used to love. I used to love this that show. The first time <laughs> that somebody on that show was declared the father, and then they celebrated. <laughs> Instead of going, oh, yeah, and the chick is all like, "I told you, I told you, you was." Um, so you ever heard the phrase "river pig"? No. <laughs> so I was watching Maury one time, and there was this chick who was like, really should not be wearing a tube dress, like just one of those, you know, just no straps, yeah, no sleeves, it. just a tube, right? Back boobs, yeah. Sitting on sitting on the thing, and this guy stands up and he's like, "Yeah, my question is for the river pig in the red." <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, river pig! Look, oh my, she's a river pig. I don't know what that is, but it's a thing now in my family. It has been for like ten years. Nice. <laughs> like, oh look, honey, it's a river pig. Or look, honey, it's your girlfriend. Is how we, yeah. So that's the end I have on just Ray by himself. Do you got anything else on Ray by himself? No, I don't. All right, I got Paul and Annie together, and pretty much that's just in the shack, and that the sheriff wants to take over. Nothing much to say yeah. there or see there. I do like how their boss was like, look, y'all have got enough to do. Send this off to somebody else. And didn't want to admit that it had to do with the case they've been working on. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, hey, come here. Let's talk. That, lady's, that lady is, I think, a strong casting choice because I'm sorry she has that giant thing on her chin. And <laughs> it's a little bit distracting for me. And Did you ever all. watch The Wire? I've watched. We like, might have been over this already. I've, she was yeah. on the wire. Oh, really? I've watched like two episodes of The Wire because I want oh, to watch okay. The Wire really bad, and I have HBO, but I just have too much else going on. One day I'll watch she, it. She plays one of the drug dealers' moms, who is a terrible, oh. horrible person. Okay, and like right now it sucks because I'm rewatching Alias, which is mm-hmm. you know 250 episodes or whatever. No, 125 mm-hmm. episodes. I've just started the end of season five, beginning of season five today. So I have like mm-hmm. 22 more episodes, and then I'm getting tattoos. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but then maybe I can watch The Wire. It's, okay. It's dumb. Alias, second time through, but I'm doing it. I love it so much. No, I understand. Look, I'm in the middle of a Next Generation rewatch right now, and oh. I watched that originally 20 years ago, you know? Oh, my God. I love that show so much. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so much of my personal philosophy is based off of Jean-Luc Picard. You wouldn't even believe it. Darmok uh, and Jalad at Tanagra. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Temba, right. his arms wide. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Let's talk about the Paul. show that we are supposed to talk about. Yeah, well. All right, Paul. I have Paul. Um, yes, Paul was doing some investigating this week. He was. 2.5 million in Blue Diamonds, and they were um, taken on April 30th of 92. Do you like that Sublime song? I love that Sublime song. I also love that Sublime song. So this is four days after that Sublime song happened. Um, okay. And so this was during all the Rodney King stuff. Yes, and my boyfriend at the time, well, ex-boyfriend that I was trying to get back, was down in L.A. at the time. It was horrifying. You like literally couldn't get through. Like phone lines wow. were jammed because it was actual phone lines. This is pre-cell phones where you had had to pay for long-distance calls, which was weird. Like we, we'd talk and it would cost $30 to talk on the phone. Um, so at first I totally didn't get this scene. Um, but then it turned out it was kind of relating back to that Teague was, was there already, right? Yeah, that's what uh, the guy at the jewelry store had the card, had mm-hmm. Teague Dixon's card. Yeah. And was like, yeah, he already came by and asked me about these diamonds. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then this couple was executed. And then who talked about them later? That was the cop that investigated the robbery in 1992. Yes. Okay. And, and, and so he was saying that he got to the scene. The couple had been executed. She was pregnant. And uh, their two kids survived, but they were hiding nearby watching the whole thing. Oh, so sad. And then got put in the system. Yep. Yeah, so and sad. And also that ex-cop sat there getting drunk off of Miller Lite, which is terrible. <laughs> or maybe he was getting, I don't know. His thirst quenched by the Miller Lite. Not so much drunk. Maybe. He might have had seven of them and gotten buzzed. Maybe. Uh, Maybe a little bit. Yeah. This is also the part of my notes where I've written down this week we had five overhead traffic shots. Oh. Which is one shy of the record, so I don't know. So uh, next I have Annie. Annie by herself. Uh, Knives. Chick likes her knives. Um, How about when... uh, Antigone comes over to the apartment, and Annie is... Uh, Athena. Athena. Or Athena, sorry. Athena comes over to the apartment, and Annie is practicing with her knife. I've never seen one of those like wooden knife practicing things before. I didn't know that was a thing. That was pretty cool, though. Yeah. It was like having a punching bag in, well, in your house. It's but... like a shooting range, except with a knife. You know, you yeah. always see those scenes on cop shows where they're at the shooting range. This was a variation on that. Yeah, or the punching bag that's like with your hands, like, you yeah. know, going real fast kind of thing. And the speed bag. I loved how she was doing that. Like, shik, 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 yeah, oh, that was yeah. awesome. That was really cool. But yeah, she's uh does have a little bit of communication closeness issue with her sister. It's like, yeah, you're with here. Anybody. Well, then I'm going to stab things while you're here if that's cool. But, but she was working out before she got there. And um, Oh, but I loved her painting. Her sister's painting was beautiful and looked she like... She was trying to paint a woman who was drowning on dry land. And her painting looked like the opening credits of the show, too. Yeah. Yep. Liked that. And uh, once you get on the bus, it's fucker run, which um, she went with uh, run. That, that whole experience from the minute she gets on the bus to the end of the party is just creepy. It was. And yeah, the, the guy let her on. It's like, you old, you're you older, but you got something. Like, I was kind of amazed she even made it on because she has, doesn't have fake tits or a fake ass or college. She college Dr. Rick Springfield. Collagen lips or nothing. Um, so let's see. I've got Frank by himself. Uh, okay, went, what do you w- have for him? Went to see Stan's, Stan's wife. To, uh-huh. That was really sad. 
and yeah. Uh, again, though, maybe I just have this thing about Frank, but like he does the whole sit down with the kid, heart to heart. Your dad was a great guy, and this experience is going to make you better. And it just came off as really cliched, and it took a long time for him to get his point across. It did, but then what I got out of it because then they immediately went to Ray and his kid. That it seemed to me like Frank and this kid had a better relationship and were closer than Ray and his actual kid. Like I that, didn't think about it that way. That kid actually hugged Frank, you know, and yeah. and like laid on his chest and cried a little bit. Whereas like, and I wonder if, uh, sorry, but I just was okay. thinking, I wonder if Frank is thinking, hey, maybe I can help this kid out and be like a father to him, and yeah. since, since I can't have my own kid or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, they were good friends, and he really liked him, and the wife needs help now, and yeah, maybe they can they can help her out and help I don't this know if kid. She needs help now. I saw that envelope. Yeah, <laughs> true that, right? <laughs> um, so then he tortures. That was his. Don't worry about it. So then he tortures some guy. Who was this guy he was torturing? Trying to find out where Irina is. Uh, that guy uh, sold heroin for Irina's pimp. Oh. So he's a class act. Yeah. Selling heroin for a pimp. Yep. Yep. Like you should have that on a card. So, uh, you should have that on your yeah, card. So it's like Shane Shane Ogle, pimp seller or heroin seller for pimps. Yes. Yeah. I think he's the one that tips Frank into the the Mexican gang leaders or whatever, the ones that know where she is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's, he said something about the apartment and Santa Muerte, and then that cowboy comes in, and I wrote from before at the club. And uh, and that was when there was the bucket list Mexican standoff with actual Mexicans. Yes. Good line. Um, he's looking for Amarillo's lady. And and then I wrote, why, Casper? But we talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. And then they make a deal where these guys can sell drugs in his club for three nights a week for a year and no uh, no percentage, which is, yeah, that's It pretty- makes him sound like, you know, a crazy car dealer, you know? Yeah. Only 6.9 <laughs> APR. But yeah, zero APR. Zero. Yeah. And you can sell all the drugs you want on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Boom. Right through my club, yo. <laughs> and um, then Irina and Dixon and $1,000 and to point to – oh, that's what, what I was asking, Dixon. So when he was asking Irina on the phone to like point people out, was she talk, was he talking about Dixon? Was that See, who? I don't know because she said something about a the cop. guy that she thought to was a cop. But I thought she said that he was tall and skinny, which made me think that oh. she was talking about Blake. Oh, yes, you're right. She did say tall and skinny, and she said that he was a jefe. So, yeah. Hmm. You're so right. I was thinking, uh, you know, Blake was dealing with all the women. I don't know. I think but... he could he could totally pass as a cop, too. That, cause, oh, yeah. Because she said he didn't say he was a cop, but he just looked like a cop. Mm-hmm. What if What if Blake is a deep undercover cop? <gasps> Who's been helping women get raped? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No. Kidding. <laughs> um, so then um, so then they show up and I wrote, oops, because now he, she has her throat cut and because now he has, quote, seen her. Oh, and, and how shitty was that that the guys are like, oh, you heard her. She was talking to the cops because yeah. some guy approached her. And that's pretty fucked up. And so then my prediction changed to, no, Frank's going to totally kill those fuckers. He's not going to put up with that shit. Those guys are dicks. He didn't kill them tonight. Maybe next time. Yep, yep. You know, predictions are useless. I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm predicting that Frank gets killed, but at the same time, he kills those guys. So, uh, There's yeah. time enough for all of that. There is time enough for all of that. 
You got anything else on Frank by himself? Uh, no. All this right. episode was kind of light on notes for me. I took a lot of notes about the beginning, like the first 10, 15 minutes, and then after that, not as much. Yeah. I just kind of jumped around between each and every character. But I think, yeah, this is the last of my thing. Paul, Ray, and Annie, which I love. Okay. I love these three together. I really do love these three together. I think they're they an are, awesome they team. They are a good team. And I love... I liked the way that the episode worked, where it just was like built a bunch of stuff up, and then they're like, "Okay, here's the real shit." You know, we've got all this kind of side stuff that's going on. Everyone has their lives and stuffs going on, but here's the stuff that has to do with our crime that we're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. And boom! So, diamonds, unsolved robbery, double homicide, transponder in her shoe, which I'm pretty impressed. Like Wait, transponder in her shoe. Yeah, he said we're gonna put a transponder, in, and he goes, "You can, you know, oh, put it." Okay, he yeah. goes, "You can put it somewhere, like in your shoe." Because she looked yeah. at him like totally, like in my vag or my ass, and he's like <laughs> in your shoe, like seriously. That that look that she gave him said, "Where?" <laughs> yeah, and that was lovely. Um, yeah, so let's talk what about, about the actual party. Yeah, let's talk about the party. What do you got? Uh, let's see. Uh... I was impressed with the sheer amount of different kinds of drugs that they were giving everybody. Uh, and uh, I, was Im- what I, was I was impressed with this. I was impressed with the spray Molly. That was yeah, because you can't you can't not eat that. You can't nope. you can't That's, spit spit that out or yeah. hold it in your mouth for a sec and spit it out. Nope, nope. <laughs> uh, the biggest thing at the party was you know just exactly how creepy it was, but also. You know, the thing about, I guess, her molester when she was a child, that she had the vision of this guy. Yeah. What was was that? And he was filmed differently than everybody else. Uh, He looked like he was filmed from the 60s or 70s to me. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He just looked different than everybody else in the scenes. He looked very, very grainy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And and, um, kind of overexposed, like very bright. And that was a great way to shoot that. It was. And yeah, so who do you think that guy is? I think it's just some guy that lived on the uh on the uh compound with her when she was growing up. And what was that but place called? The it's like the good people is the name yes, of the group. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so the one uh, where, where she had she lived with four other kids, two of them killed themselves and two of them are insane and then yeah. her. And one's a cop. Yes. I think um I think he might be someone, though. He might be someone we've already met. Watch him be Birdman in the end. Or watch him be Chisani. Oh, that guy wasn't Chisani. No? Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Or someone. They would have used the same actor. Yeah, just, like, put a beard on him? Yeah. Possibly, yeah. But he, I feel like he's got to be someone that she knows. But, yeah, that was really... That was super, 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 super creepy. And... But yeah. I was also... Okay, much as I loved the episode, much as I'm happy they all made it out, I felt like they weren't all going to make it out, and I was a little no. disappointed that they did. I agree, especially, I thought that uh, Ray was going to get caught up at one point and not get the car to them on time. There were a few opportunities where something could have gone wrong. Somebody, I was thinking somebody at least would get shot, and there would be a revelation when they're in the car driving away, oh shit, we've been shot, you know? I thought Vera was going to get shot on the way out. And they were going to have to just go for it. I thought Ray was going to run into one of them as they were running down the hill and he was zipping around the corner. 
Mm. And so the whole time I was, I was like stomach in my throat though, which was kind of awesome. I was like, Oh my God. Ah, ah." Oh, it was a well done scene. (laughs) It was a well done scene. Um, and the Russian guy and Blake. And so, yeah, I still don't know who, who OSIP was making the deal with. I want to know who that was because I feel like that's the person that she saw that she knew. And so that's the thing. I feel like this is one link that's, we're missing right now. Who was that guy? That sounds like the sort of thing that they would put in there on purpose to be, you know, a little mysterious, and then they'll bring it back next week. Maybe. Oh, it. that's true. And, oh, maybe maybe that guy that she saw is the guy who molested her when she was a kid. I don't know. That would be weird. Do you think that this is the first time she's having these memories? I think so. I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. That's probably um, part of why she's been so, you know... Uh, distant and uh, violent and stuff and always talking about having to take down a man the music was really weird did you it notice that cool. it felt like they went back to like a 50s noir style soundtrack almost. yeah i loved it i it loved it but it just it, it. it did kind of like pop me out for a second where i'm just like mm-hmm. what is okay all right just gonna write down music is weird and start watching the show again that's all that I got from it, but I love that she <laughs> slashed. Music is weird, just in general. Yeah, that she slashed that guy up exactly how she had been doing earlier, just like oh, shook, yeah. shook, 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 stab. I might have killed Practice someone. I know. I don't know whether I could actually kill someone while while I was on E. I don't. I don't think I could, but hmm. apparently she can. So. <laughs> um, and then I wrote "Wow," because I, the whole end was awesome. And then I wrote "Song and End" because I needed to find out that. <laughs> it just seemed really weird to me that uh, they found Vera that easily and got out of there and nobody got hurt. I don't know. Somebody had to have seen something. It was weird. I mean, it, it wasn't an easy escape, but it almost seemed a little bit like in Star Wars, was, where it was like, that was too easy to let us go. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Maybe a little bit. Like, they did the thing where they turned on the, the floodlights and they had uh-huh. the guys chasing them through the parking lot and shooting at them a couple times, but it felt a little half hearted. It did. Like, it might be that, like, later on, they're like, oh, we totally know who those people were, and now we're going to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. But we only have two episodes left, so I don't know if we have time for that, because we, we don't have, like, two more movies. There has to know. be some big standoff happening. There does. There totally does. Maybe the answers that we seek can be found in the email of Bricktails. What? That is a ridiculous slash amazing because <laughs> I haven't read his email, so maybe he knows who this guy was at the end. You wanna? Right, well, do you have anything you do else? Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Um, I haven't put on my email yet. I'm gonna do that right now. Doing it right okay. now. Oh wait, no, I did. Oh no, that's Facebook. <laughs> Something said Baltic effect, and that's good enough. So let's see, Jamail. <laughs> this well, is my. Said you're so unprofessional. <laughs> hey. Oh, I'm unprofessional. Someone came on here and un like unreaded my thing. So, who was that? Oh, I did that because I had it pulled up in case you asked me to read it. Oh, I see. I did my research. This email is from Bricktails. And Shane, if someone wants to write us an email, where would they do that to? That would be at BalticEffect at gmail.com. It's true. Um, so this says, hello, gentlemen and lady. What's us? Hola. Um, just checking in to say hi before we record tonight, which was uh, Monday. So we, yeah. yeah um, I, I don't have any great insightful comments. Damn. Uh, well, why even read this? <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, the only reason we do this podcast is for the insightful for, comments of Brick Tales. Yes. Yeah. 
So um, he doesn't have any great insightful comments on church, church in ruins. Just a couple of quick thoughts. I really liked the long scene between Velcro and Frank. <laughs> I love that he still does that. I did oh, yeah. think I did think it was a mistake to break that scene um, in two by jumping to Annie and Paul in the shack up north. The best moment of that scene was at the end where Jordan came out from behind the door where she had a gun on Ray. Ah, oh. See, I told you, Sadie. Hey, Shane, I believed yeah. you. I like totes. Okay. Totes believed you. I just totally didn't notice. <laughs> oh, you know what I had to do also, because on my television I can't get subtitles, and everyone's That's a weird. fucking mumbly Joe, on on HBO. You use HBO Go, right? Yes. Because I get subtitles. Really? Yeah. I don't have that option. I checked over and over, so it's weird. So on my phone I do. So here's what I did. I turned on the show on the TV. I turned on the show on my phone. And I played them both at the same time, but with my phone, like, five seconds behind the show. So that if I couldn't hear something, I could look down at the phone and see what they just fucking said. That is really impressive. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> it really was. And it worked. The shit out of it. it worked, like, several times. Okay, anyway. Uh, back to Bricktails. Woo, email. Woo. Speaking of the shack up north, who was killed there? I thought it was going to turn out to be the missing woman Annie's been looking for, but I guess not. Um, is it just an unnamed woman from the orgy parties? Is there a woman who's died that is unaccounted for? Dun, dun, dun. Don't, <laughs> don't know. Um, Annie's pretty damn knife-obsessed with the sliced-up practice target in her living room. Did anyone else jump when she stabbed it in the groin? I guess it served her well later. Uh, the woman who was pawning Casper's watch and was later killed told Frank that she got it from a thin cop. Birdman was fairly thin, and Shane has speculated that he was a cop. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, it seems I was wrong that the Russians were working with Casper behind Frank's back. It seems they were working both behind Casper and Frank's backs. So why was Casper killed? Was it just because he had incriminating video of someone at the sex parties up north? Presumably someone who was there to participate in a land deal related to the rail line? God, I don't know. Best <laughs> best line of the night. That's one off my bucket list. A Mexican standoff with real Mexicans. Hey, me too. Till next week, Bricktails slash Bruce. Yeah, hey. I think that everybody agrees that that was definitely the line of the night. Yes, it was. Yes. So, um, any future predictions going to the last two? Got anything? Oh, I don't have any new predictions. No, uh, we still haven't. What's on the prediction? List? No on a lot of them. What's on the prediction uh, list right now? Okay, right now, let's see. Uh, for Sadie, we had at least two characters know each other already, which that one was wrong. We have at least two main characters die. We have Ray survives to episode three, which you got Well, right. wait, I mean, Frank and Ray knew each other. Uh, we ha- I wrote it down, at least two characters, parentheses, cops, know each other already. Oh, yeah, because it was the three at the end. I know, I was totally yeah. cheating when I just said that. But. <laughs> uh, you said uh, Ray would survive to episode 3, which did happen. You said that uh, episode 2 or 3 would start with 6 months ago or something like that, which they did not. No, true. And then you still have out there, uh, Frank will be dead by episode 7 by the hand of someone he's uh, muscling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank and Paul will die. And that Chad is Ray's son. All right. I've got at least one main character dies. Ray survives to episode 3 that the uh, camera was an orgy filming subscription service for Casper, which I was very specific on that one. I don't know. That might not be right. And I've got that the film photographer was Birdman, uh, and I've got that Ray is the one that dies. 
All right. I, I think that film photographer is looking less likely now. I'm liking. I'm liking that Ray probably dies just because he has he has like come to be. I think the main character, and he is the only person you see on the logo. You know the the thing. And we followed his journey from you know more than anybody else's as far as a change. Yeah. In who he was. He has also. He has been rocking it. He is. He's been really good. I think this is. Oh, yeah. This is his best performance, like ever. I love him, and yeah, and and I love a lot of shit he's been in. But this has been good. Like today, he was he was doing something with his face where his nostrils were flaring and his lips were twitching, and he just looked looked like his head was about to literally explode. And he was good. So now that's something I would pay a subscription service fee to watch. <laughs> Colin Farrell's head explode, or just literally ran- explode? Yeah. Just random actors literally yeah. exploding. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. All right. Well, so I think that's all we have right now. Um, good, good show. Good episode. I really liked this one. I'm, I'm back on board and excited for the last two episodes. I was kind of bleh last last week, and sorry about that. And it doesn't really no. matter because the podcast isn't up yet anyway. So <laughs> no one has heard that I was upset about last week yet. Um, well. But you will by the time you hear this, because I'm speaking from the future. You're creepy. I know. I'm really creepy. I know. I will get it up so soon. Sorry. Not like any of the people on the show. And so, um, (laughs) so, um, yeah. So you guys can, let's see, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on iTunes. You can rate and review us on iTunes. You can write to us at balticeffect at (gasps) gmail.com. Shane, do you have anything else to say? Uh, hasta luego. Okay. Yeah. So until next week, um, I have been Sadie and that has been Shane. Yep. And uh, contracts have signatures all over them. Boom. Well, if you don't like it, go ahead and find yourself a thing. Go ahead now, try to find a ball. Don't uh, be what I ain't and what you need is a plastic doll with a fresh coat of paint. Who's gonna sit to the madness and always Great.
Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 